For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi. Before I introduce our topic for tonight, I would like to let you know that we will be taking some time off for the summer. We will be coming back in August, late August, with our show. But for the summer, we are up in Colorado, and I have many different other projects that I'm working on. So stay tuned, and we will be back in late August. 
tonight's episode on adult bedtime stories is on exhibitionism as a form of psychosexual healing. And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. I think one of the things that really got me into exhibitionism was having a boyfriend and girlfriend early on that liked watching me. <laughs> I wasn't always as comfortable with my own body as I am today. I know that for me, reaching puberty late at almost 17 years old really gave me a lot of body image issues to overcome. And I felt I was real skinny. I only weighed like 85, 90 pounds <laughs> all through. I think the heaviest I weighed was 95 by the 12th grade. So I was a skinny little kid <laughs> and got teased a lot for it. A lot of times I just really felt self-conscious about my body. And I learned that with some of my sexual escapades early on, I discovered that others liked to watch me. And so I'd put on masturbation shows and do strip teases and get into kind of the primal elements and really discovered a healing through exhibitionism. And one of the things I discovered early on is that consensual exhibitionism and voyeurism is a symbiotic relationship. Each side gets something out of it and puts something into it. The viewer, you would think, oh, what are they adding to it? Or they're adding their presence. They're adding their interest. They're adding their energy. And they're getting turned on by what you're doing. And I remember just slowly revealing myself to a partner and just watching their expression and how they really got turned on and really horny watching me. And that was very healing because I felt early on, I didn't feel like I was very good at sexuality. I always felt a little bit on the clumsy side until later I took some ballet and gymnastics and learned more body coordination. So I always felt kind of awkward. But by putting on these shows, a healing happened. And all of a sudden, I started appreciating my body. And I didn't feel so awkward and too skinny or too this or too that. I thought, oh, my body's not so bad after all. <laughs> and when I'm putting on a show and I see the voyeurs watching and getting turned on by it, it just fed my self-esteem big time. But you look like you've got some thoughts. <laughs> I know for me, I also had a lot of body issues growing up. When I was younger, I had a pronounced shuffle when I walked. I had a bad overbite. I had a stutter. I was made fun of a lot. And I experienced the same thing through exhibition, noticing people notice me and being turned on by me really 
fed my self-esteem and my self-worth went up a lot. And I got to a point where I was being noticed in a positive light instead of a, a negative light. When I was growing up, anytime I was the center of attention, it was always people making fun of me or people teasing me. And then through exhibition, I got a lot of positive feedback and people giving me energy and feeding energy into me. And it really felt very good to finally be getting positive attention instead of negative attention. And what what was one of your earliest experiences as an exhibitionist? I think my earliest experience was the first rainbow gathering I went to. I remember realizing that I was allowed to be naked and free and just yell at the top of my lungs and run through the trails and hoop and holler. And I remember just being naked and feeling very free and having people think that it was an expression of pure joy and pure freedom. And I really liked that feeling a lot. And it fed me deep inside and it made me feel really good about myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that for me one thing that really helped a lot was when I came across a book by Carol Queen called Exhibitionism for the Shy because I was a bit shy at first and by reading the book she gave some exercises that you can perform, like going window shopping for sexy outfits and eventually saving up some money and getting something very sexy and appealing that you look good in. And no matter what shape, size, you can always dress up a little bit, especially in erotic clothing. (laughs) She goes through a lot of different exercises like And part of why I like doing shows for my partners later on came from this book was if you're not ready to be naked in front of a big group of people, start small. Do it in front of your partner. Do a striptease for them. Get dressed up sexy and really shine out and see how much you can turn on your partner sexually. And I know I've done that many times where it was just so erotic. (laughs) And the energy just, my partners would feed off my exhibitionist energy and just drink it all in and it'd get them all excited and horny and just really ready to go. And that kind of brings me to another point that I discovered. Because I do have such a high sex drive, a lot of my partners don't match. (laughs) They usually have a little bit lower than mine. And so one of the things that I used to do was 
put on a masturbation show for my partner when they were either too tired or they weren't kind of in the mood for doing sex play with me, but enjoyed watching me. And I put on quite a performance. I mean, and when I ejaculate, it goes all over the place. Oh, yeah. I'm a little fountain. <laughs> and so by putting on these shows, it kind of equalized the sexual tension when there's an imbalance when my partner didn't enjoy sex as much as I did. And the other thing I do is oftentimes I would masturbate when my partner wasn't into it mm -hmm. and I needed my sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. And I hate to use the word release because for some people it is a release. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a way to fulfill myself mm -hmm. and reach states of ecstasy and reach these delicious feelings and pleasures in my body. And so it's more than just a release for me. It's a whole experience, and oftentimes it gets very spiritual. But I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, that exhibitionism can be a way for balancing out that sex energy differential. But any thoughts? I know that for me, in the past, I have had sexual partners that had a higher sex drive than I did. And I really wish that that was something I had utilized in, in those times. I didn't think to do that at the time. And I know that sometimes it really kind of hurt my partner's feelings that I couldn't. A lot of the times it's because either I'm exhausted or I'm in pain and it's kind of hard it's easier now to to bring up the sexual energy because I've been working with my sexual energy so much but in the past that wasn't always the case and I really do wish that I had found a way with my partners to allow them to express themselves sexually and still get their needs met. And it definitely would have been a turn on for me to watch them as they performed for me. Mm -hmm. And there is something very special about, I'm both a warrior and an exhibitionist, and I love watching people put on sex shows. And my partners loved watching me. And doing Aphrodite's Temple, I put on shows from time to time, which can be very sexy and hot, and it kind of gets Temple going. Nobody wants to go first. So oftentimes, I'll jump in and go first <laughs> and get the energy going. And it's a great way to get good energy going by putting on an exhibitionism show. Yeah. I know that there have been many nights at Temple when the energy is right and everyone's having a good time and everyone's playing. And being in Temple and just drinking in that experience, I remember the first time I masturbated while other people were playing in Temple. And it was a really great experience for me because... 
for a long time, I avoided doing it because I was afraid that I would be putting my sexual energy on people who didn't want it. But I learned how to just feed it into the scene without making it awkward or weird. And that was a really important lesson for me. Mm-hmm. And temple work is something that's very special to me. I love teaching people and creating a sex-positive, sacred space for people to experience sexual energy at a sacred level. And part of ancient sex temples included exhibitionistic-type shows. They put on different performances from, well, depending on the culture and, and temple, but... And then they also did rituals that were public, sex rituals. And that's a form of exhibitionism that goes really deep into the spiritual realm and can be very beautiful to watch. And speaking of the ancient sex temples, in many ancient societies, clothing wasn't required by law. (laughs) But in our culture... In public, clothing is required. I think it puts a disconnect with ourselves and in our bodies. Oh, yeah. I think it can be very damaging because we get this kind of porn star or Hollywood version of what beauty is supposed to be, and nobody can measure up to it. Yeah. But when you can get naked with real people Mm -hmm. and learn to appreciate the body and its beauty, its function, its form, its energy. It really is a very healing process. All of a sudden, I remember the first few times I I went naked at clothing optional events. It was such a freeing experience. Oh, yeah. And exhibitionism doesn't always have to be sexual. Yeah. It can be just being comfortable in your own body naked Mm -hmm. and enjoying being with other naked people Mm -hmm. and realizing that, oh, you know, this, I don't have to measure up to Hollywood's version of beauty. Mm -hmm. I am beautiful in my own grace, form, and sexual body. Mm -hmm. And I've come to really love my body and cherish it. Because it is so beautiful, and it gives me so many different pleasures and takes me so many great places. Definitely. And I remember when I first started going to clothing optional events and places, learning that I used to think that nudity either was not sexual or it was sexual, and that those were the only two extremes. and. I've come to realize that at clothing optional places, things can have a touch of sexuality behind them without being explicitly sexual. Mm -hmm. And learning that was really important in my growth because I remember the first few rainbow gatherings that I did feeling really bad about being so sexually attracted to 
people who were naked. And I felt like I was doing something wrong or being bad. And then realizing as long as I just had that appreciation and I didn't act on it and I didn't make things weird and I didn't stare that it was okay to have those sexual thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know for a lot of men, being naked is a vulnerability, especially if you get turned on by somebody and all of a sudden your cock responds with the heart on and it's like, <laughs> it's so visual. You know, people can see that, ooh, they're getting sexually turned on. And that can be kind of depending on the environment, it can be kind of awkward. But I know that for men, that's the body's natural response. And especially for younger men that have just reached puberty, you don't even have to get sexually turned on to get a erection. Oh, yeah. In fact, the male body through sleep goes through cycles of getting erections and going flaccid throughout the night and even during the day it's part of the way the male body works is it gets an erection as just part of the bodily function Mm -hmm. it's not about sex it's about keeping the cock fit and ready (laughs) and it's the body's way of saying okay gotta work you out some (laughs) and i say this because i don't want people to feel like there's something wrong if they get an erection just at a clothing optional event. It is okay. Now, it's not okay to go pounce on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you do want to just take it in grace. And I remember one flip side, Burning Man. I woke up and this couple went by my camp And the guy had this raging heart on, and she was, like, just all over him, just kind of walking and almost dancing seductively with him. And it was just so beautiful to watch. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I got turned on, and I thought, ooh, okay, and started masturbating. And it was really great. So there can be this healing and kind of sexual positive energy that gets released when a situation like that occurs. And it felt so natural and a part of life to be able to watch a couple walk by sexually excited. And and they weren't having sex. They were just very aroused. And so that can be a very beautiful thing and feed us with that good energy and then all of a sudden things get going and it's like oh it felt so good to masturbate that morning (laughs) starts the day out right (laughs) but any thoughts i was remembering my first flip side the first flip side i was at i was with a theme camp that was the human carcass wash that was based off of a theme camp that is at Burning Man. And what it is, is we provide showers, but 
unless you really insist on bathing yourself, you have other people bathing each other. And it's a way to push your boundaries and push your limits a little bit. And mm -hmm. it wasn't a sexual thing, but it was it was still a really beautiful mm -hmm. thing to be in camp and watch watching a bunch of people bathe each other and I I was uh bartending and and making drinks for everyone in the line and everyone was having a good time and I saw a lot of people who like at first were kind of shocked but by the time they got to their po point in the line they had completely decided that they were okay with it and it was really beautiful to see that transformation take place yeah that's amazing and one of the things that i discovered going naked was that it felt so freeing and liberating and it felt like i was breaking a taboo of a sort it really empowers the inner child it empowers our core being in a way i mean we're born with bodies clothing is kind of unnatural in a sense <laughs> yet we're required to wear them <laughs> wear clothes i've always found that kind of odd that we have to wear clothing you know what's the big deal why is the body so shocking that it has to be kept hidden or parts of the body <laughs> And what's so scary about it? What is the problem? It hadn't always been that way. And it, even in today's world, there's many cultures that still are clothing optional, for lack of better words. <laughs> yeah. I know that one experience that happened to me at a burn that I thought was really cool was I was wearing this pink dress that had, just had like tons of tulle. It was huge. It was a really big dress and very loud and very me. And I needed to use the bathroom and we had porta potties and I didn't want to deal with my dress in the porta potty. Like at first I was like trying to think about like how I would solve this problem and then i was like oh duh i can just get naked and get <laughs> someone to hold my dress for me and it felt so good to just be able to take off my clothes and ask a random stranger like hey can you hold this while i use the bathroom <laughs> um it, it it made me really happy to be able to do that yeah and i know many people that have come into temple and at first, they're very hesitant about being naked and or getting undressed, since nudity's not required. I do kind of require that you be not in regular street clothes, but dressed a little bit erotically. This one couple I remember came in, and they were very shy about it at first. And after a while, they kind of got into the atmosphere and the mood and the watching everybody playing and before long they kind of whispered something to each other back and forth for a few minutes and then they both stripped naked and they came up afterwards and told me thank you so much for this space this was so liberating and 
we've never been able to experience anything like this before. It really felt so healing and good to just be a part of this. It was just such a beautiful experience for them that they had never, ever dreamed of doing before they came by the temple. <laughs> and so oftentimes putting on a little bit of exhibitionism, not as a show, but just by exposing yourself in the right environment can be a very healthy, liberating experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. And another thing that I really like about temple work is doing workshops with you and and performances and things like that. Because I'm the demo bottom, it requires exhibition on my part. Not only am I being an exhibitionist to, to titillate people, but also to teach people and knowing that I'm helping people learn and helping people grow really feeds my soul a whole lot. And I think that that's an important form of exhibition that I've started doing since I started working with you. Mm-hmm. And I think we're about to our station break. I can't see the timer on the recorder from where I'm sitting, but but I would like to remind you to go to our website. It's ravenslayerleather.com. And on our website, I've got a link to our new membership site, and you can join and discuss and ask questions. It's a safe space. It's a space where you can be relatively anonymous. You can get a temporary or well, a permanent email just for that purpose and nothing else. And come and discuss some of the things or ask questions if you have questions. We're here to answer them. If I don't know the answer, I know a lot of sex experts. And I'm, especially now, I'm in training with a whole bunch of other sex coach students, and I've got a full faculty I can go to if, if I don't know the answer to a question. So we can definitely tap into resources on this show and bring information to you that maybe you wouldn't want to ask anywhere else. I know it can be very uncomfortable going to a doctor or going to therapist and asking sexual questions. It's uncomfortable for both you and the doctor, or a lot of doctors. I've been pretty open when I go to my doctor and say, you know, I'm bisexual. I need complete STI checkup. <laughs> and, or ask him questions about different sexual issues. And I remember when I first got my first piercings on my nipples, I went and wanted to have a doctor perform it. I felt very comfortable talking to him because I kept that dialogue going. But I'm getting a little off track. <laughs> but join the membership site. If you have a burning question and don't have anyone to talk to about these things, the membership site is a free space. It's a 
sacred space and a sacred environment and a safe environment to ask those questions and or even discuss sexual issues or discuss sexual possibilities. <laughs> and we also have our Patreon page link on the website. So if you want to become a supporting member of this show, check us out at Patreon. And we have the link to our page at ravenslayerleather.com. Anything you want to add? Another way that you can help support us is by going and exploring the various different topics that we have for um, training programs. We have video training programs for all sorts of different things to help enhance your sex life and learn more about your body and how it works and how your partner's body works. So... Feel free to explore the, the different options we have in the training video section. And most of the training videos that we have available go for $10 a piece, so they're very affordable. And it helps us to continue to bring you quality sexual education. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plus, you can learn so much about your body and your own sexual energy, and develop a whole new part of yourself. And it can be quite an experience. <laughs> well, back to our topic. Exhibitionism as a form of psychosexual healing. One of the things we've worked on in your training has been working on some of the sexual hang-ups and some of the thing, sexual energy problems you've had. Mm -hmm. And I know exhibitionism has played a big part in that process. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Do you want to share a little about that? Oh, of course. So when we started our training, I'm slightly embarrassed to admit, I had a hard time connecting with your sexual energy and a lot of that had to do with past trauma that we've worked through since but one of the first steps that it took to really break down those walls and those barriers that I had was you having me perform a masturbation show for you and to raise my own sexual energy and once I got comfortable raising my own sexual energy around you, it was a lot easier for me to have you help me raise sexual energy. And it it really did break down a lot of the barriers that I had, and it helped me grow and learn. And it also helped me face a lot of the trauma that had been holding me back for years. And I remember that you had kind of felt like you didn't have any sexual issues going on. Mm -hmm. And I know that we all have sexual issues at some point. You can't help but have them living in a sex-negative culture. Yeah. And with all the sex-negative conditioning that we experience mm -hmm. growing up, even if we grow up in a family that's very sex-positive, 
we get the sex negative conditioning through the school systems, through other families, through religions, mm -hmm. through many different means. Yeah. And it's hard to escape it in our culture. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so I think that exhibitionism in a safe environment, and there are many nudist colonies, mm -hmm. there's many pagan events that are clothing mm -hmm. optional. There's many Burning Man events. Well, all the Burning Man events that I know of mm -hmm. are clothing optional. And there may be a few. I think there's one where they do their gatherings on the beach, and I'm not sure if that one is. But I've been to that one, and what they say is be as bare as you dare to be there it's still clothing optional but there are police that might arrest yeah. you <laughs> yeah so you want to be safe about being an exhibitionist you don't want to just go out your front door and walk around naked and shock the neighbors mm -hmm. <laughs> probably be good for them but <laughs> 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 no just kidding <laughs> i do know that for me Having that wonderful sense of freedom, feeling the wind on my body, on my flesh, feeling the sun all over my body. Mm -hmm. I even used, when I, when I had my sailboat, I used to go out into the Gulf or into the bay far enough away from my body and go nude sailing. And I'd take friends that were into being nude and We'd all get naked and sail and just enjoy the wind, the splash of the water, the sunshine. And it's just such an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. From what I've heard of those stories, y'all, we're also enjoying each other. Oh, yeah. Some of them. <laughs> many of them. <laughs> yes, I've had many <laughs> play partners that went sailing with me. <laughs> So there are places you can do it, but you need to be safe and mm -hmm. careful. You don't want to get a sex offender rap. <laughs> yeah. Because that's with you for life. Mm -hmm. By the law, getting the sex offender label mm -hmm. doesn't clarify what your offense was. Yeah. Being naked in public is definitely very different than being a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, but you get the same kind of stigmatization. Oh, yeah, definitely. In Portland, they put you on the sex offender registry for public urination. So many of the homeless people in Portland are technically sex offenders, but it's just because they got caught pissing in public. Yeah, <laughs> which is stupid. I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's completely dumb. I mean... A lot of restaurants and businesses won't allow someone to use their restrooms unless they buy purchase something. Mm -hmm. So it's, where do you go if you're homeless? Yeah, and uh, without money. Mm -hmm. I I know that uh, one of the houses I grew up in, uh, our next door neighbor, my mom found out was on the sex offender registry, and. At the time, I thought that was shocking, but now that I'm older and I know more, and I remember, I remember him and his personality, 
I'm pretty sure that it was something dumb like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it is. But so I say that just to remind people to be very safe in your exhibitionism and don't get have th the unexpected occur <laughs> that could haunt you. Yeah, and there it's it it's helpful to know the laws of whatever um city or state that you're in because you can you can be sexy, you can be an exhibitionist and still within the laws. Oh yeah. And one of the things that I know I used to go to Hippie Hollow, which was a uh, clothing optional swimming area and it was legal to do that and I remember meeting a girl there and she was one of the few people that would actually go topless in public and it was because a woman challenged it and said it's sexual discrimination if a man can go topless why can't a woman? And she won. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to walk around topless. Yep. <laughs> so sometimes you can challenge laws. <laughs> yeah, I know in Portland, nudity isn't illegal, but re uh, it, it's up to the discretion of the cop um if they think that you're trying to titillate yeah. rather than just being nude. So a lot of um, political uh, protests, uh, there's a lot of nudity at. Yeah. And because it's part of a protest or things like the World Naked Bike Ride or things like that, we have in Houston an event called Naked Tuesday, which occurs on the fifth Tuesday of each month, and it's like four times a year. It's a clothing optional space, mm -hmm. and it's always held in different venues, mm -hmm. and they have different, like one night we did a murder mystery, mm -hmm. <laughs> played cl Naked Clue, <laughs> mm -hmm. and we played the actors, I mean, all the characters. Mm -hmm. And I was Miss Scarlet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Naked Tuesday just popped in my head. Oh, yeah. Because, so check, especially in the bigger cities, check check around and mm -hmm. do a search on the internet and see if there's some groups in your locale. Mm -hmm. If you want to really experience having a venue where you can be let your uh, kind of hair down, so to speak, mm -hmm. and close off. <laughs> Another resource that is open to people, uh, if you are on FetLife, there's a, a section for events, and a lot of times you can find play parties and things like that. Most play parties are clothing optional, so that's another option. Again, it's more likely if you live in a big city than somewhere rural, but there, there's a lot of different options for finding clothing optional places to be. Yeah, I think that with exhibitionism, 
and voyeurism, there is a wonderful dynamic that occurs. And I've watched it over and over again, or observed it, in Aphrodite's temple. And it has this effect on people that's just so healing and and energizing. And it helps us kind of drop our boundaries and become a little more vulnerable and open up more to one another and become more intimate. And sometimes without sex, just the intimacy is a beautiful thing that can be very nurturing and feed our spirits. Oh, I, I, I definitely agree. I've gotten a lot out of getting to the place where I am comfortable being naked in public. And I would say that the vast majority of friends that I've had, I've had naked hugs with. And it wasn't sexual. It just, I happened to be naked. And yeah. <laughs> we hugged. And I remember when that sort of thing might have made me feel uncomfortable or made me worry that the other person would be uncomfortable. But at this point, I'm comfortable enough with my body and I'm comfortable enough with my friends that I know it's a non-issue for most of my friends, at least. And I know for a lot of women, it's especially difficult to go entirely naked. I know at a lot of the clothing optional events, the, many of the women will go topless, but, but there's a few that go totally nude. And it's really beautiful to see. One of my favorite voyeur memories was uh, last year at the Texas Kink Fest, there was a girl who had a kite attached to a butt plug, and she would put the butt plug in and then fly it a kite from her butt plug, and I thought that was really, really awesome. Very creative. <laughs> Another thing is that I've noticed since I started training with you and since I've started getting more confident in my, my sexuality, since I've been raising a lot of sex energy, since I've been being more of a an exhibitionist and showing off and getting that positive reinforcement from from people enjoying my exhibition when i've since then when i've had sex with people my confidence in myself has grown a lot and that really does translate into me being a better lover for my partners which i think is amazing it, oh yeah it really it makes me happy it makes them happy it makes the world a better place and i think one of the things that for me exhibitionism has served me well is the sense of when we wear clothes we're hiding away our sexuality and to a degree even to ourselves and by being naked and whether we're putting on a sex show or just being around other people naked without the sex, it's such a liberating experience at a sexual level. It got me more in touch with my body 
and with my sexuality. And as I put on sex shows, it was like, wow, I have this wonderful body that functions so well. And it's so beautiful and has such good energy. People don't get to see it very often, except in porn. And porn's kind of a, it's not real. <laughs> but when I put on a masturbation show, it's real. And other people have put on shows in Temple and masturbated or even had partner sex. We've, I've seen everything done in Temple. It's beautiful. One of the things that really I've experienced from all this is this sense of connecting at a deeper level with my own body and my own sexuality and my sex energy. And it has reconnected me with myself at a very deep level and very healing level. I don't feel this awkwardness with my body that I once felt mm -hmm. because in part, we're required to wear clothes all the time, mm -hmm. except when we shower or sleep in the privacy of our own homes. Mm -hmm. But being able to be all out there and shining and radiating the beauty of who and what I am is such a liberating and healing experience. I think that's really beautiful. Any other thoughts? If... You're listening to this show, and parts of it sound exciting, but you still have some self-conscious feelings around exhibition and things like that. I do think that it would be really good to find time, if you're not ready to do it in front of people yet, you can... Put, put on a masturbation show for yourself in the mirror. You can yeah. get used to being naked in your house for no other reason than you just want to be naked. I think that a lot of times people use clothes to kind of shield themselves. And it does do that, but it also holds you back in a lot of ways. And I highly recommend Carol Queen's book, Exhibitionism for the Shy. It gives you a good step-by-step -step progression into being as exhibitionistic as you desire to be. And it gives you a way to not just jump in all bars loose. You can take it gradually, step-by-step, -step, and... Really learn to appreciate your sexy body and your beautiful self, naked self, and become in tune with your, a deeper attunement with your own body. Yeah, definitely. And I think for women listening to the show, it can be so healing at a body image level. I know that for me, it was very healing. For many years, I wouldn't even take my shirt off <laughs> around others. I was just so angst out about my body image. By going through this process of experiencing exhibitionism, and first with just a play partner, a sex partner, and then later with groups and at bisexual conferences and at different events, 
it helped me become much more attuned to my own body and how beautiful it is. And I'm not saying that in an egotistical way. I'm saying it in a very self-loving way. Because it gave me a lot more confidence as a sexual person to be able to go naked in front of others and put on sex shows. I'm not saying that everybody should put on a sex show. Just going naked can be a very healing experience. Or maybe put on a sex show just for your partner. That can be a very healing and amazing experience. One of the things I often have my students do as part of their training is to put on a show-and-tell of their genitals and describe and show and tell me what you like about them, what pleasures they've given you, and I want more showing than telling. And so I have them perform this for me. And this exercise can be very healing. It's just the two of us. And I have them do this performance for me. Oftentimes, at first, they're very nervous and very self-conscious. And then as they start getting into it, it's like all these boundaries drop away. And I can see the healing taking place. And this whole sense of reconnecting with their body and really appreciating the genitals and the, how they serve us so well. Students have come back after class several, sometimes after a couple of years after taking the class, and it said, you know, that show and tell you had me do, that was so amazing. I got so much out of that. I feel much more confident. I feel much more in touch with my body. It just awoke a whole new aspect of me that I didn't even know was there. So it can be such a healing process. To, but it's scary. You have to face those fears and take the plunge. But do it with someone that you know you can trust. Do it with someone that's a partner or possibly you meet at some event that's kindred spirit. Because it can be such an amazing experience to do a show and tell. I remember when I did mine, it was at a bi conference and it was at a sexual intensive day and a half workshop. And one of the exercises we did was a show and tell of our genitals. And they said, uh, we want you to spend at least five minutes on this. A lot of people had trouble getting to even two minutes. <laughs> Well, I had trouble staying under 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I was like, I could go on for hours. Because <laughs> I had so much to show and tell about my clitticock <laughs> and the, all the things I've experienced, good and bad. People loved what I had to share. And it was the right environment. It was a very safe, conducive environment for this. So you want a structured environment to do these kind of things. You had certain rules. There's no touching unless you have permission. No means no. It was put on by some people that had at one time worked for Body Electric. And uh, 
so part of the exercise is for to really awaken the sexual energy within us and to become more in tune with our sexual bodies. So part of the process was getting naked and showing and telling about our genitals. And it was such an incredible experience. I got so much out of it. Well, I think we're coming to the top of the hour. <laughs> You've been listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. The sex education you didn't get in high school, but should have. And we've been talking about exhibitionism as a form of psychosexual healing. And it is so powerful to really get into, in tune and in touch with our bodies. One of the greatest ways to do that is through the act of consensual exhibitionism. By going to clothing optional events, being naked is a consensual act because everybody that goes to those realizes it is clothing optional. So it is important to have a structured environment for these things, a safe environment. And then open up and see where nudity can take you. It can be a very powerful thing. See where exhibitionism can take you. Allow the sexy person inside to come out and play. Get dressed up erotically and put on a show. You'll be amazed at where it can take you and how much it can really help you become more confident and love your body more. And with that, have those good nocturnal emissions. Enjoy your sexual body. Enjoy those pleasures of the flesh. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.